Here are the Bible scriptures for today. Hebrews chapter 5 verses 11 to 13. Concerning this, we have much to say, and it is hard to explain, since you have become dull and sluggish in your spiritual hearing and disinclined to listen. For though by this time you ought to be teachers, because of the time you have had to learn these truths, you actually need someone to teach you again the elementary principles of God's word from the beginning. And you have come to be continually in need of milk, not solid food. For everyone who lives on milk is doctrinally inexperienced and unskilled in the word of righteousness, since he is a spiritual infant. Romans chapter 15 verse 4 For whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction, so that through endurance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope and overflow with confidence in his promises. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 And we all, with unveiled face, continually seeing as in the mirror the glory of the Lord, are progressively being transformed into his image from one degree of glory to even more glory, which comes from the Lord, who is a spirit. This is word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning. Uh, brothers and sisters at Kobe Union Church in Kobe, Japan, and anybody else who's watching this service. Uh, turns out we've got people all over the world now starting to watch these services because they're online, and everybody's online, so it's easy to do. And weirdly, we, Kelly and I, are still here in Long Beach, California, but working pretty much full-time with, uh, with the church and a little bit with uh, our other businesses. So. so today's message has been on my heart and brewing for like well over a year. And um, you might say it's why we actually came back to Kobe Union Church to help lead and to help pastor uh, and to support uh, Claudia and the team there is because we, we believe in this theme. And this theme is uh, spiritual growth. Um, so the topic, or what I, I call it, the, the, the sermon title, I guess I call it, was a, what exactly is spiritual growth? Um, you know, it's, it's one of those cool church phrases, spiritual growth. And everybody will nod, you know, in a church. But you say, like, well, what is that? If you Google it, too, you can, man, it's so many things. Because uh, you've got secular people, you've got different varieties of spiritual, and uh, you've got varieties of Christian versions of what this means. But... Um, so my goal today is actually to create hunger more than to tell you something to think or to believe or, um, and I don't have as many stories. I, I like telling stories, but I don't have as many stories today. So, but I just want to kind of like, I want to prompt you a little bit, you know, because we have this AGM meeting, the, the, the big, you know, annual meeting coming up at the end of November, end of this month. And, um, you know, this for me is one of those things. It's like, it should, it should be, it should be a topic every, every, every year. Are we growing? How are we doing? What does growth mean? How do we measure it? Uh, are we growing as, as, as Christians, as individuals? Are we growing as a church? Hmm. 
So let's give it a look. So other kinds of growth are, I kind of, I think easier, like physical, you know, uh, we grow up, uh, we watch our kids grow up. So we kind of know what that's all about. And then when we're older, you know, we kind of go to the gym, we start trying to lose weight. You know, <laughs> There's a different kind of, uh, whatever, uh, physical growth goals or growth targets, but it's not growth. It's just saying we often try to lose some of the growth we, we added. So maybe we're eating healthier things, you know, we're rethinking our diet or, uh, some new exercise plan or something. Mental growth, um, it's sort of the same. You know, we read, we study, we learn, so it, it, it makes sense. Emotional growth, a little trickier, maybe closer to today's topic. We won't hit it today, but that's that's one that could be looked at. You know, maybe Pastor Akiko will help us with that. You can look at like a sport or a hobby, you know, a musical instrument, you know, something that you do. And you might think, I, I want to get good at this. I want to get better at this. Um, you know, Malcolm Gladwell, um, I think it was his book, The uh, Outliers, talked about the 10,000 hour principle. Um, that you do anything for 10,000 hours, and you, you're going to get really good at it. And I think that's really true. I mean, one of the things about kind of anything is you just keep doing it and doing it and doing it, and, and you'll get better just by doing it a lot. Hmm. Prayer. There are a lot of things that we should do more. Just maybe get better at it. But with a sport or a hobby or something like that, I, I think, you know, you could you could say there's three elements. And, and we, we, we might look at those for, for how we would encourage our own spiritual growth, too. You say, look, there's basic knowledge, like what to do and how to do it. Um, think of whatever your favorite hobby is or a skill that you have been working on. There's there's the knowledge part. Then there's the practicing part, you know, the, the doing it and doing it over and, and, you know, trial and error, getting better as, as you do it. And... One of the things I think is really key if, if you want to really get good at something is a coach, you know, a, a senpai or a, a sensei, somebody who um, watches you and gives you immediate feedback and knows they got this much knowledge, but they're going to give you the right amount for right now for what you're doing and help correct, you know, even, you know, they praise you, you know, <laughs> make you feel good. Yeah, that was really good. So those are, those are, those are, those are for those things. So... Spiritual growth, I, I, I'll say that spiritual growth is, 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 is probably more of a relationship. So that's interesting because think about this. Um, it's harder to measure, but are you growing in your relationships? Like, like let's say if you're married, do you think you are doing better? Is, is, is your marriage better? Is your relationship better with your spouse now than it was a year ago? You know, how do you measure that? How do you how do you make that relationship better? I think many of us just live life. We we rarely think about how to grow or improve any of our relationships. We just kind of let them evolve or go. And I think our spiritual life is very much like that too. I think maybe we could do like a marriage retreat because I think we could do a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff to make our marriages better. So um, that's that's another. Another, another week. <laughs> so let's agree, though, that as, as Christians, when we say spiritual growth, I will assume that we all mean as Christians, we'd say look, we're followers of Christ. And kind of you could just say we are literally trying to be disciples or followers of Jesus. And so that's our role model. We're trying to actually be like Jesus. It's a cool target, right? <laughs> I want to be like Jesus. So am I more like Jesus this year than I was last year? 
this month rather than last month. I, I think the annual thing is a, is a is a worthwhile endeavor to just try to think that through. Check yourself. So let's look some of the areas that we can grow and what we might do for those. Okay. So first, the better you, that you know someone, the closer you can get. Okay, makes sense. For example, I mean, when when I talk about like say, you know, the better you know someone is not like. I know who their third grade teacher is. I know what city they were born in. You know, and this can happen a lot. You know, there are a lot of people in Christianity who it's like baseball facts. You know, baseball people can be like that, right? You know, and they like, they know like, oh, 1967, they could tell you every member of the team for, for some for some team. They remember their names and their batting averages and all that stuff. Lots of data, lots of facts. But doesn't necessarily mean they know how to play baseball and you know knowing facts about the bible and facts about god um i was gonna say you know knowing is good but there's there's a different kind of knowing like uh one of the things that that i, I have a sermon that i really enjoy and I, I i give it um now and then and it's one of my favorites is what made jesus glad mad and sad yeah, they all rhyme, so it's cool. What what moved him? What moved? And if you go through the Bible, go read through the whole Bible and say, what moved God? What what moved Jesus? Something made him mad, glad, or sad. See that that's kind of like an intimate piece of information. And it's the pattern of of that. Not just the passages or the points, the data points. It is a pattern of I uh, say look I I think I, I think I know what he likes. You know, I want I want to make God happy. So knowing him the way I do, I think he likes me trusting him. <laughs> For example, that's a real real one. So that that's a kind of um that's a good one to meditate on, huh? There's some food for thought maybe. So another thing is shared experiences. Like, you know, if you've ever been on a on a road trip and you know, one of the things that some of the, the best bonding experiences with my kids have been one-on-one, -on -one, like road trips where we've got long, long car rides and it's just the two of us and we're just, we're just hanging out. Um, you know, um, men's retreats. I used to go on every men's retreat. <clears throat> if, if there was one, I, I went on it because I knew what's going to happen is we're all going to get to know each other and we're going to play some games and stuff and, and we're going to end up bonding by playing the games, by by hiking and stuff, it's, it's going to create, you know, we're going to be tighter, uh, dramatically tighter by the end of the weekend. So shared experiences are really a huge part of, of growing a relationship. And experiences with God are like, you know, I think the key to that is that you, you're, you're, you're doing something with God, which means to me, you're, you're listening for the whisper of the Holy Spirit and then you you move in response to that. So there's a uh, yeah. Someone said the other day, you know, it's like you know God says something, you're obeying. It's funny because it's very very subtle. But I, I I don't feel that when the Holy Spirit is saying something, I'm not obeying. I feel like we're playing together. <laughs> I feel like I'm getting an opportunity to do something fun and cool. Like he said, hey, I got somebody over here. You want to help him out? That's that's what it is for me. It, it's not it's not actually about obedience. It's about an intimate relationship where I feel like we're having fun and like 
I don't know, it's like a friend say, hey, you know, hey, can you help me out? And you're like, yeah, cool, you know, you help me out. You, this is your friend. So you know it's gonna be bonding for you and uh, maybe you feel good about what you did. So the key to this message is probably, <laughs> have you grown, are you growing? Have you grown in the last year? Are you closer to God? Like, are you more intimate with God? Are you better friends with God? What would he say? <laughs> I don't know. He says, he says, I'm like, I don't know. You know, Chuck used to check in with me every morning. Now, every other morning, you know, quick call, not the long calls we used to have. <laughs> oh no, I hope he doesn't say that. <laughs> so if this were a test, mm, how might that look? You know, uh, you know, the, the, um, the Bible, you know, tells us that, uh, you know, the, the people will know us by our fruit, by what they see, you know, by what they see us doing, what, 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 <laughs> not what we say. You know, Galatians 5, 19 to 23 gives us two lists uh, to check ourselves. You know, it's like if, if, if you're a backslider, you're like, you're not really Christian. It's like your life like, looks like this, all these things, right? But... If God is growing in you, good fruit should look like this. It says, starting from, from verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit, just amplified. I always use the amplified, right? So, but the fruit of the Spirit, the result of his presence within us is love, unselfish concern for others, joy, inner peace, patience. Now listen to this, patience and in the parentheses. Not the ability to wait, but how we act while waiting. It's a good one. There's a Selah. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. So you, run, you can do that test later. Get your get your friend get your friend to say what they think. You you write what you think, and then your friend writes. Well, one to ten. I think you're doing like a five. What? A five? I thought I was a nine. So this is worth meditating on. This, this is a lot of homework here. This is like sort of like a, a prompt for uh, some self-study. So, you know, Hebrews 5.12 says, You know, by this time, you ought to be teachers. And it says in parentheses, Because of the time you have had to learn these truths. You actually need someone to teach you again the elementary principles of God's word from the beginning. Ah, and you have come to be continually in need of milk, not solid food. Oh, no. The writer, giving, giving, him, giving him a little bit of tough time there. And I can say it this way, you know, at this point, let me just ask you this. Do you go to church to get fed or to feed? To feed people. Are you a feeder or are you a feeder? <laughs> are you feeding or are you feeding? Are you are you are you a giver or are you a taker? <laughs> hey, you can do both. I mean, I I I, I want to go to church where I can get something. But honestly, at a certain point, you gotta be going to church too to be like, see what you can give. That's the body of Christ. Everybody's supposed to bring something. It's like a smorgasbord. Everybody's supposed to bring something and then we share. That's that's good church right there. Amen. It is. <laughs> so the second part of, of this is um, the milk part. It's like, 
you know, milk's like the easy to digest. That's the idea. I mean, I, I think a lot of us don't digest milk easily, but the idea was milk's easy to digest. It's like baby food. Food, solid food requires more developed system. So are you studying the Bible? Like when you've got a question, do you ask the Holy Spirit first? It's a great discipline. Just ask God to give you the answer before you go anywhere else. Second thing is you might go to um, the Bible. And, you know, with online Bibles and stuff, searches are just so powerful. Try that. Then you might even go to, like, a commentary because it's all so easy. It's all online. It's all free. But sometimes, you know, it's like you just, maybe you call a pastor. Hey, should I do this or this? I'll be honest. A good pastor might tell you, well, I don't know. What should you do? And Jesus did this all the time, right? Jesus was a really good rabbi. <laughs> He, he, he was guiding people into truth more than he was giving a piece of truth. He's like trying to get people to find some of that stuff on their own. He gave a lot of answers that were like this. <laughs> they were like, why can't you just give us a straight answer? <laughs> you know, God wants us to have some tension, some mystery. It's If we don't have some mystery in our life, we've made our, our theology way too simple. And tension is because there's just a lot of stuff where there are, are um, contrasting and opposing truths. They're true. But there's truth and there's truth, there's truth. And you got to figure out how to, how to manage that tension. There's maturity in doing that, but it's not a quick, easy answer. So I think we train in these things. And Romans 15.4, uh, which Yasushi read for us today, thanks, Yasushi-san, tells us that the Bible, scriptures, are there for our instruction. So, you know, it's simple to get overlooked, but, you know, knowing the Bible, <laughs> knowing the Bible, it was really good. Now, now Michael's going to tell us, well, you know, this part, this, and this part. And, and you know, that's awesome because good scholarship, and man, we can handle that. We can, we can have people kind of taking it apart a little bit because God's word is, is his way of transmitting messages to us that, man, I, I've sometimes watched a movie where I could feel like God gave me something. Middle of the night, I've had recently so many dreams. God gave me something, but he's chosen to use his word to transmit information to us. So, you know, if something wasn't perfectly translated, it doesn't mess me up because I say, well, God seems to have a way through the Holy Spirit of giving me what I needed to get out of that passage. So, but, but the Bible is like, it's really key. And, 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 uh, I'm, I'm going to ask, uh, brother Jack, um, uh, who does our video editing here, he's going to put up a couple of these, uh, uh, websites because I mean gotta gotta go check these out biblehub.com it's probably right here right here I don't know something uh, Bible Gateway do you know that there are audio there's audio Bibles on Bible uh, Gateway like 17 languages I'm sorry I didn't find the Japanese but man I listened to the Swedish very cool um, Kelly's gonna be praying later in Swedish which I think is cool she does speak Swedish um, I listened to the French audio Bible. And I, I was like, oh man, that's, that's good. But you know, this is all free. You can go to sleep every night listening to like one of like 50 translations of the Bible. Um, and uh, it, 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 there, there's commentary below. There's the Greek, the Hebrew. This is all free right on this one website. You take one passage and you just keep scrolling down and you say, oh my gosh, powerful. Then you go to the one year Bible online. Well, there you go. You know what? You can do you can do a one year, you go through the whole Bible in a year. And on that website, it also has audio. So Kelly and I used to every morning we would we, we would have it on our phones and we'd just listen to it 
back on the way to work. Listen to the passages. We'd be read to us. And they'd give a little commentary and some questions. Man, we live in a cool age that we have so many tools that can help us to get more intimate with God because we get better, better access to all this information. And here, finally, is a bit of a test and a taster. Test and a taster. Uh, a reminder of what we are really striving for. The 2 Corinthians 3.18, which uh, was read this morning, you know, it says we are gradually being transformed into the image of Jesus. Wow, that's intense. Are you up for that? <laughs> you know, don't get, don't get this false humility. You know, it's like it is God's intention that Jesus was the first of the many and we are to be like him. Hey, man, sign me up. You know, it's like, I, wouldn't that be the coolest thing? I mean, to be able to carry that kind of love, that patience, that kind of ability to just know what's going on with people. Could Holy Spirit give you that information. You could know stuff. I think this is what makes, you know, I just started writing a book called The Adventures of Chuck and Kelly. <laughs> and that's part of the key is that book is um, that the, the whisper, the, the, the adventure, the, the walking, becoming like Jesus. Okay, so... Have you grown in the last year? Are you closer to God than you were a year ago? Do you know him better? Do people around you feel the presence of God in you? Do you leave a trail? What scent do you leave behind? <laughs> Are you hungry for more? What do you want to look like in a year spiritually? Are there skills you want to develop so you can better serve and work with God in the field and among the people you live with? Let us know. Let me know. Let Pastor Claudia know. Let the pastoral team, all nine of us pastors, or however many we are, <laughs> let us know. Uh, because you know what? Uh, I feel like, you know, this 2021 could be an awesome year for us. You know how we're going to grow the church? We're going to grow ourselves. You know how we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna see growth in our community? when we see the growth of God in us. That's what I think. And, um, uh, you know, a few of us have been drafting kind of a little, a little, uh, um, like a little sheet that just kind of like lists some of those points of what we think, what, what, what we could look like, what, what it could maybe look like. If, if you want a copy, let me know. I'll send that to you. We'll be passing that around. But um, I think uh, let's not just go to church, but let's actually be the church. And let's start planning our growth plan for ourselves and for, for our church for uh, 2021 so that we can be the people of God that God has meant us to be. And so we can be the lights in the dark areas and be the examples of what God can do right here in our own community. You know, I'm, I'm happy to say God could do what he did for me. Like there's so many things I feel like God does stuff through me. I tell people, man, if he could do it through me, he could do it through you. I'm absolutely sure. All right, let's pray. All right. <sighs> God, so I pray you'd help us to see where we are now, where we could be. Kindle hunger in us for the better us that you want us to be. Help us here at KUC to create a, a great growth environment. Help us see how we can do more than just go to church, but rather be the church. Amen. All right. See you guys at Sunday School. We're going to dig into this a little bit more. Thanks for coming. I'll turn off my camera.